Scallywags, scoundrels, rogues, and rebels, Asylum Studios is pleased to present a show that will bend your mind, scramble your morals, and ruin your good taste. This is not a show to take home to your mother and definitely not one for the children. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chaos and Disorder. We are back. Who knew we had an HR department and they could suspend us for a week, but Chaos and Disorder is back back i am your host with the most the talent rick flieger joined as always by the ordinary octogenarian the gray-haired ghoul our resident cautionary tale mr rick briggs and over there behind the glass our bewildered button monkey the sultan of stupid the saint mary simple simpleton i messed it up mr alejandro finkelstein check out everything the show has to offer over at chaos and disorder on the tweeters chaos and disorder pod on facebook get all the replays on asylumfantasysports.com and if you want to reach out and touch the show if you want to be part of it of course our email address old farts young tarts at hotmail.com or you could try chaos and disorder pod at gmail.com thanks for old buddy andy frampton at bronco swanson on what is it? Twitter, not Twitter. TikTok. 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 I always say, I don't know Internet. why I get that. Yeah, TikTok <laughs> and Facebook and uh, real rival lovers for the great music. And you know, Rick, who made Girthy Squiggles the HR lead in in this place? That, Did that, you? I I didn't hire them. Don't look at me. I don't even have a key. <laughs> nor nor is he gonna have one okay well how did okay you and i started this right you and i own it we brought right. him in yeah more as entertainment yeah. than anything else okay we got you know we went through cole and many other producers yeah. and so forth we went through frank and now we have mitch yeah. you know cleaning up the offices and everything and now we have girthy who is just is she self-appointed HR queen? Or Apparently, what? I mean, we we could use a little wrangling, but yeah, but it's girthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knocked that one out early today. Hold on one minute. Uh, that might be a new record. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's new. I'm not sure I can top that one, but. Uh, well, had the week off. Lots going on, Rick. I suppose we got to recap the, the NFL. Of course, we had. Uh, I don't want to. You don't want to. We we had the Ryder Cup. Let, let's start there. What do you take aways from that? I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it, but yeah, I didn't either. It, it was kind of one of those things that just kind of came and it happened. Right. Yeah, glad to see the U.S. finally bring down the Ryder Cup win. Just curb stomped them this time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and me, you know, you know I me, mean, I'm a golf fan. It just wasn't a lot of interest in there. I got tired of hearing about, about Bryson and all, you know. Well, and Kepka, yeah. Why should, is he here if he doesn't care about it, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, my God. I mean, I – if you don't want to play, don't play. Right. Don't badmouth it. You know. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, so you're you, talking about Kepka. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about Kepka now. Yeah. Um, but it, it's fine if if you say, okay, hey, I qualify, but I just re- assume not play. Nobody cares. That's cool. We'll bring in somebody else. But I, I think that was unfair. And you're not going to catch me defending Brooks Kepka much. I don't think he was complaining necessarily about playing it. I think he was just making the point 
that this is very different than, than what they normally do. And it makes sense, right? In a team setting, you know, think of any team sport. You're going to meetings. You're working out together. You're doing certain things. Your schedule's different. Where a golfer is generally, you know, a, a self-employed contractor, you know what I mean? Right. But- and they kind of do their own thing and have their own schedule. And maybe he shouldn't have said it, but they asked him the question. And that's the thing that annoys me, right? All we do is bitch and complain that these athletes and everybody will just give these canned answers and don't answer any questions. Then every time a guy gives an honest answer to a question, we just savage him every time he does it. And I, I didn't think it was that big a deal. It's, to me, it's not that big of a deal, but it's kind of – yeah, it's different because you're playing in the Ryder Cup. But, I mean, you know, team meetings and working out together. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I don't think Jack Nichols and Earl Palmer did much working out together other than a few 16-ounces well, yeah, toward, but... towards the lips. And, and uh, you know, because, I mean, you're you're playing best ball. You're, right. you're, the game's it, a little it, different now, <laughs> I would suppose. They, they treat, well, treat their bodies a little differently. Well, that, you know. Maybe we'll go there, but but the point is, golf is still the the same game. Yeah, you know, I mean, the equipment changes, the courses are, are better conditioned, and so forth. But a best ball is a best ball. If you or I on a team, and I drive down the fairway, you know, dead center, you know, whale away, Rick. Let, let's see if we can get the eagle. You know, cut the corner or something like that. We're in good shape. I mean. You know, how much practice do you have to do with this if kind of stuff? you and I were on a best ball no, team, we'd mostly you know what be, be using your ball. I'm pretty bad at But golf. you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's irrelevant. I mean, it, it, to me, it, it, they make it sound like you're, they're designing, you know, a whole offensive scheme like in the NFL or right. something. I mean, well, they like to pretend like that right. anyhow, and, and they do it. Yeah, There's really only two takeaways. Number one – so I guess three. Number one, I don't really have it for the Ryder Cup. You know, kind of the build up, the hype around it. I don't either. You know, I'm, I'm for some honest. reason it doesn't do it for me, and I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm not the biggest golf. You know, I watch the majors, and if there's an interesting story going on, so maybe that's why I didn't have any juice for it. That that course is pretty cool, right? Oh yeah, and, great course. And, and so, so really like that. So, so the one thing I remember is, is speed shot. You know, standing on that cliff. I, I don't know how in God's name he got the ball not only up. But but on and close, and then he damn near rolls down over the hill. It might have been the coolest shot. I'm sure it's not the best shot could ever. Could have been hit. the most tragic he result. Very well, yeah. could have been. He still be floating down whichever <laughs> lake. Which great lake is that? Is that Michigan, Lake Michigan, where they're at, I don't or Ontario? I don't, I don't know. know which one it is. But he was you know inches away from still floating down that thing. So and then, but what I did like that came out of this is sports media. ESPN in general, Rubes on Twitter, everyone out trying to generate a story, you got played. You got played. This Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau nonsense oh, yeah. has been put on, and then they did the fake hug at the end, and I promise you they are, as we sit here and speak into these microphones, in the process of recording 72 commercials to make each other another billion dollars. You rubes, you dummies, 
got played. It was a non-story to begin with because one man rolled his eyes because now we live in a world where a man rolling his eyes at another man is the biggest story in all of sports because how could somebody, you know, because we're not hugging and throwing rainbows at each other and riding freaking unicorns. This is it's going to blow the team up. It's going to be terrible. You losers got played, and I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. That yeah, was, like that was a said, real one for you. I like it. What are you like saying? You said, previous ones were fake? Oh, look at the time. <laughs> Suspend yeah. him again. Uh, yeah, no kidding. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, they just curb stomped them. And, yeah, I'm like, I don't really have it for the Ryder Cup. I mean, obviously, yeah, root, root for United States and so forth. But sit, sitting down and watching – a tight masters with four or five guys within right. one shot to me is a million times better. It, it It's just, or any of the majors. I mean, let, let's face it, any of them, you know, you and I talk about some of these links courses over in England, right. In, in Scotland and so forth, man, you get guys on there that are where a par is a premium. Don't hit into that stuff. It's up to your knees. It's off the fairway. And it looks like sagebrush or whatever right. that stuff is. Yeah, those kind of tournaments to me are far better than this team match play stuff. And, yeah, it, it's just not as impressive to me. I think what, where it doesn't move the needle for me as much, and I'm going to ask a dumb question. In olden times, like when you were younger, did the international players play the full schedule in the United States, or were you seeing – Here's my point. When I watch this, the guys on the European team right. are the same people competing against these right. same guys on the U.S. team week in and week out at tournaments. So I almost don't think of intellectually, you know, Rory McIlroy's from here and this guy's from there. I don't think of it. They're all just PGA players. We kind of split them into two teams. That was the weird demarcation line we found where they were born or where they currently reside. So you don't even get that Olympics right. juice for rooting for the American because these are professional golfers I watch and root for every single week. Yeah, and, and you're right. Back in the day, you know, the back, you know, way before I was young, but even like in the 70s, there were guys. Hold on. Did you <laughs> just imply the 70s were way before you were old? What did I say? Is that not what he said? <laughs> what did I say? Way before you were young. Oh, joy. Yeah. Go back and look at your porn. I'm going to have you meet with Mitch later. Okay? No, what I said, I'm sure it was like this way back, but also in the 70s when I was young. Well, okay, you had like come on. the Maurice Brembridges. Uh, and, I, God, I think he was like a Italian or a Frenchman, something like that. Um, and, and some of these got Germans and Italians. They would play like the European tour. They would actually get like Jumbo Ozaki was one of the the mainstays at Augusta because they always seemed to be the Japanese tour money winner or points leader. However, they did it back okay. in the day. When well, that's how they qualified for the for the um, Masters back then. You had to win like say the Spanish Open or the the German Open or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. But you didn't see these guys all the time. So they played. Yeah. yeah. So that would be different. That I could get up for. Yeah, semi-ballisteric became a thing. Right. You know, and 
there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, the, the Tony Jacklin early, you know, late 60s, early 70s. You know, you didn't see Tony Jacklin a whole lot, you know. Um, Peter Thompson was another one. He's a left-hander. One got, I think, like five British Opens. But, he, you know, he wasn't over here right. really doing much anything at the time. But, yeah, now it's basically all one big tour. Yeah, and that's what you don't think of us versus them, right? right? These are just – this is just an all-star game, and it's a weird way to break them up. So it's fine. Kind of like the Olympic – hockey right yeah they yeah. just split up and they play now i'm playing for sweden yeah, so, and now i'm playing for finland big deal Yeah, where i can watch two dummies kayaking in a pool yeah. and root hard for a guy because he's an american versus yeah the hockey they're all just the nhl players right and so so i don't have that all right well enough on that junk rick i'm given to understand there was some nfl games played on sunday and it it was a wild one. So we'll just, I figure we'll just go through some takeaways. I'm going to start us off. My primary takeaway is after two weeks ago, and this might be what led to our suspension, the, 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 the strong words I had for the city of Detroit. I find myself almost sympathetic. You know, we joke all the time with many a team of finding new and creative ways to lose a football game. All right. Think about what happened on a fourth and 19. Yeah. A fourth and 19. Lamar Jackson takes a snap conservatively an hour and 15 minutes after the play clock expired, throws up a prayer. They get a first down, and then a man kicks a 66-yard field goal, which, of course, he doesn't just make it. It hits the crossbar, bounces Straight up in up. the air, and in. <laughs> And in, it, it, the, the, not to mention he missed what a thirty-seven yarder right. earlier. That's in the how game. you knew he was going to make it. Yeah, right. Exactly. There was no doubt about it. it. Absolutely unbelievable way to lose a football game. There's no doubt about it. But I tell you what, we mentioned it a, a couple of weeks ago, and you know Dan Campbell has that team playing. Some hard football, if nothing else. That's I mean, they're not talented enough to win, but they're game now. That yeah. They're not an easy out anymore. They're not. And they're going to sneak in some wins. They're oh, going to yeah. beat the Bears, you yeah. know, with Justin Fields. Yeah, I might have been wrong on my Bears QBR as a QBR of seven or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, and so forth. Yeah, and I really like in those gross gray uniforms. Oh, I yeah. mean, it was beautiful. I mean, I really found myself – Rooting for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like being in that position because I think I've made my feelings on Detroit very clear. And so, yeah, I don't like being in that position. But that was just unbelievable. What a way to do it. It really was. And, you know, speaking of the Bears, that was just an abysmal performance on both sides of the football against Cleveland Browns. Look, Cleveland's talented, but with all the hype, and, and look, we were saying Justin Fields has to get in there. Andy Dalton's not going to take them anywhere. They couldn't stop the Browns. They can't move the football. Bears aren't going to win many football games no. unless they right this ship very quickly. I mean, we're to the point now, right, where Matt Nagy needs to be, you know, put on a piece of plywood and shoved out in the middle of Lake Michigan, right, or whatever. I don't know. Apparently, I don't know my Great yeah, Lakes, whatever one's in Chicago. Chicago. Yes. I mean – this is awful. I mean, this is awful. You, you, I've seen it a lot, and I don't usually like to buy into, 
you know, whatever the hot talk is on the tweeters. But but this one I buy into. Were we all wrong on Matt Trubisky? Was this a Matt Nagy problem? Mitch and Trubisky? what I say? Matt. Well, that's, well, that's his, brother. his brother. He's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. he, he's better. Mitch is a dope, but yeah. Matt, he gets it done. Yeah. But you know, Mitch Trubisky, you know, maybe you talk about that. We talked about in the fantasy show, or we're going to on Thursday. It's in the notes. I forgot. But anyhow. You know, the Steelers looking at, you know, Ben's got to go. This team needs a bridge quarterback. Right. Maybe it's a guy like Trubisky. We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, this has got to be a Matt Nagy problem. As bad as that was flubbed up. You get Andy Dalton hurt. He was terrible, which didn't surprise me. Was he surprised me he was terrible. Number one, Justin Fields isn't ready. You know, no matter what that preseason hype, no matter how bad he played in the preseason – Everyone seemed to be able to pick out one or two plays and say that's the reason he should be the starter. So, meanwhile, they held in that game for a good long time. And this kid is throwing up all over his shoes constantly. And you got a guy who won a freaking Super Bowl sitting behind him. Terrible offensive scheme, terrible play calling, terrible decision making. I don't blame these quarterbacks. I blame the coach. And it's pathetic. I think he's got to go now. Like, now, now. Yeah. Bring in Lovey Smith. I, I, I'm just I, I will yeah. I will raise that banner every time. He's I got think, that awesome beard now. He's got the awesome beard. I think it's just criminal what the Bears did to him. He was ten and six, and they fire him. And and you've seen what the Bears are like, right? You know, I mean, yeah, they made the playoffs a couple of times, but you know, none of those teams seem nearly as solid. Okay, yeah, Jay Cutler looked like he's disinterested, but, you know, we, yeah. we get different quarterbacks. He still looks disinterested. <laughs> he probably is. Did you ever bored. watch – oh, I'm about to out myself here. I don't watch any movies. Did, did, did you even know – you probably didn't even know this happened. His wife, she was one of those MTV – doing the air quote thing, reality show stars. Oh, yeah, they had and a show. And then they had a show. Yeah. I got in a – Aren't they divorced now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he managed to F that one all up. And so I got myself in a loop of that show, and I couldn't get off of it. And 80% of it was unbearable, which she's got some type of store, or she makes clothes, or she does something. And she's just got all these vapid, horrific people all around her in that. But 20% of the show, she would go home, and that dope would just be standing there looking confused, drool coming out of his mouth and then every once in a while he'd get bored and he'd go plant a tree and this would be the focus of the show or he'd buy a goat and he'd just chase it around and it seems like that's just who he is he's just a block of wood and i'm not proud to admit i watched this show but for that 20 percent, it was worth just to watch that dullard walk around and do what dullards do how did he end up with her yeah like, i don't know it's like those she two, had her own cash those two lifestyles just <laughs> like uh, he's just so from the sticks and yeah yeah so they're living in some fancy billion dollar neighborhood i think it's in nashville if i'm uh, not mistaken and so him? he's just putting up fences and putting goats in this gated community it, it, it was, i say check it out you remember when he came into the league and everybody was like he is the next brett Favre. And like the draft. Yeah, the gunslinger, yeah. Like, the... I remember on ESPN, he came out. He was wearing like a cowboy hat and I think denim jacket, and he's like doing the six shooter hand thing. And yeah, yep, here's the next Brett Favre. Not so much. Not and, so much. You know, and, and he probably could have been a Brett Favre if he just was a little more interested. I mean, he could throw a lot of picks. 
I mean, he had a great yeah. arm, just like Favre did. Favre, you know, Favre, were, for all his success and accolades, I mean, what, he's a career leader in interceptions. I mean, he threw more stupid picks oh, yeah. than Ben Roethlisberger. Brett Favre, it must be, speaking of Hicks, it must have been the, the down-home yokel thing that made him endearing to people, including me, that, yeah, most people, Jameis Winston's the perfect example, right? Jameis Winston goes out and throws 30 touchdowns and throws 30 picks. Hey, just the they worst thing him. ever. Yeah, he, he, right. ought to, he ought to be shot on sight. We celebrate the dumb things that Brett yeah. Favre did. I, I don't know what it is, but I always found that I you, liked it about him. You know what I remember? I mean, we talked about we're going to be talking about Ben Roethlisberger later on in the Asylum show. Yeah, we have that on schedule. I'd rather not. But we, we will. But anyway, Pooey. lasting memories. Brett Favre. I still see in the NFC Championship game that cross-field pick yeah. that he threw when there was no reason in the world to throw. They still had some time. They had some downs. And he throws that awful, just awful pick. Yeah. And that was Brett Favre. Hey, he's a gunslinger, man. Yeah. That's what he does. There's a ton of gunslingers out there. Yeah. But only one Billy the Kid, yeah. apparently. Now yeah, he all won the mo- other ones are outlaws. This guy's a hero. Now, he won more games doing dumb shit like that than most people do. Maybe that's part well, of it. Awesome teams yeah, well, around him as too. well, too. Yeah. Little Donald Driver never hurt anybody. No. Yeah, you know, Sterling Sharp. Let's see. Who else did they have? They, you know, they had. I remember um, who was the tight end? Bubba Franks. Bubba my Franks, man. yeah. But Mark Chamura, another one. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And one catch, one yard, one touchdown. <laughs> Every it. week. Every week. Right I'll tell you down. who was impressive this year or this week. With Justin Herbert and the Chargers, that was a nice win against the Chiefs. Now look, the Chiefs look like they've got a few chinks. They're sitting Something's there at one not and right two. There. Yeah, they could be zero and three because Cleveland had them against the wall. Cleveland outplayed them. Yeah, Cleveland outplayed them. But they still look like a good football team. But man, I'll tell you what, Herbert looked good. The Chargers looked good, and Mike Williams. You know, we called that in the preseason. Oh, this this is. Could be Mike Williams' year. No, I mean, we didn't. I think you didn't. I savaged you for it, which goes in yeah, line with I'm trying to make it sound like you're smart too. Nah, but you know, okay. not not when it comes to football this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling a little. But they look good. I, How many I, times I did I admit. drag that lunk on fantasy rosters you know, three or four years in a row, and finally I say I'll be burnt no more. And now all of a sudden he's Jerry freaking Rice. It, yeah. It's unbelievable, but. Yeah, there's something up with Kansas City. I, I think they'll write that chip, you know. The problem is, Las Vegas is no joke. No. And obviously, I almost said San Diego, the, the Chargers. Chargers are, and Denver's not either. No, I mean, they're, they're going to be a tough out. So, that that's a tough division. I think the biggest problem Kansas City has is their rush defense is horrific. They're just terrible. You can run all over when it's open up the passing game. And, you know, I don't know if, you know, we saw a blueprint from Baltimore, you know, to completely take away Tyreek Hill. You know, he had that massive week one. It is absurd week one when I played him in six freaking fantasy. It all goes back to my terrible fantasy team. (laughs) But then, you know, absolutely nothing in week two. He was held reasonably in check in week three. Seems teams are willing to, yeah, all right, we'll give Kelsey his 100 yards. 
you know, Hilaire's running for 100 yards, but he can't stop putting the ball on the ground. It's like his favorite thing to do now. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and declare the Kansas City Chiefs are over, but it isn't going to be the walk away. I think all of us thought it was going to no. be uh, three short weeks ago. And it just shows to me, you know, I don't know why they made this move. Is it desperation trying to get some pressure off a of hill? But the signing of Josh Gordon it doesn't yeah. really blow my skirt up because I. Haven't we seen this play before? So many times. You know, so many times. You you made the point on the fantasy show, or you will make the point on the fantasy show. I, I like, we're, we're going to keep up the kayfabe. Yeah. You're going to bring up the point on the yeah. fantasy show that, you know, they're not testing for marijuana anymore. But I think it was beyond that, right? I mean, there there's other issues going on. It's just, you know, is he can he possibly be in shape? That seems like a rather complicated offense. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, right. that Andy Reid runs. Yeah, he'll probably get in. I think it's going to be Des Bryant with Baltimore last year is what it's going to be. They'll get him up on the squad for one game. He'll catch one short touchdown pass, and you'll never hear from him again. Whether or not they'll cut him, I mean, they just kept Le'Veon Bell around as a hood ornament all <laughs> last year. They may do the same with him, but this is a big nothing burger in terms of football and in terms of fantasy football if you want to go there. You got it. I mean, but, you know, I, I'm with you. I think the Chargers are the, really are the team to beat in that division right now. Carolina Panthers for real? You buying this? I'm buying that they're better than what people gave them credit for, certainly. Um, I don't know. Look, Atlanta stinks. Oh, they're pathetic. So, so that's one team you have to worry about. New Orleans is still the team to beat, I think, <laughs> yeah, in that division, that. along with Tampa. Yeah. They're still two quality football teams. I don't think they got the guns to stay with either one of them. So, week two, New Orleans, that absurd, no. pathetic show, that was the aberration? I think so. That just me. I mean, yeah, I want to see them play a little more. I mean, they're fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Darnold's playing well. Now, with McCaffrey hurt, we're going to see. Did they um, give a timetable on him? Is it just a week to week with a hammy, or was there anything long term? They're looking three weeks. Three weeks. Since I was, um, I think nine was my earliest draft position in all my leagues this year. I didn't sniff Christian. Yeah, I didn't have to worry about it either. He won me a title. He cost me a title last year, and now I'm out of the business, and I'm over. I think somebody in the studio has him. Yeah, yeah. How's how's that team? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the curse yeah, continues. The <laughs> yeah, you knew his career was over the minute this mallet had drafted him. So. <laughs> well, what are we going to do? What do we sell first? Coffee? You think we ought to do that? I think we ought to do some coffee. I don't know if I want to, though. My board's giving me a hard time over here. It, it, it got suspended last week as well, and so it's just freezing up. It never usually does that. So... I'm going to mash this button. I'm going to hope something comes out of it, unlike when you dummies try to push buttons. I think I can resolve the issue. What is that? Why would you snore? You're boring me to death. Just- I'm padding, and a good co-host would have helped me, but instead you snored, and so I'm going to because say. Because I want to give him a boo. We'll be back <laughs> right after this. Let's talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. 
They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and snipped through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to DeadSnakeCoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED15 for 15% off your order. DeadSnakeCoffee.com. And hey, tell them you love them. Did you want to hear that? So that was coming through your headphones, too. Oh, I couldn't. It was all garbled. I never heard anything. I thought it was just my headphones. So, I mean, well, I mean, he looked like he was just reading a book. Well, that's over what there. I, was, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I mean, on. I've seen that confused and angry face from you a million times. Well, that's more like this, anything. and you looked at me like, you know, the goat, at, you know, going bad. Well, that's you know. generally what I see. But anyway, yeah, it came through at the end. It got very garbled. Yeah, well, I wonder what happened there. I, well, I told you I was having trouble with the board, so give him a lie, read. Yeah, read, but that's read, dead read sled, up DeadSledCoffee.com, and since we are in the inn with our friends, we're going to give you a sneak preview of some late October um, product launches, and one is Elvira's Bootastic Blend. Bootastic? Indubitably. Chocolate and hazelnut. All right? You have the Michael Berryman. The Hills Have Coffee. That is a single-origin Guatemalan coffee. That sounds right up your alley. Yeah, that, that's my kind of coffee. I and think then the we have the, the next one's Flieger. Yeah, well, that's true, too. The, the Strange and Unusual Death by Cinnamon Maple. Cinnamon with an S. Cinnamon Ooh. Maple. I like it. Sounds pretty sounds interesting. Sounds dirty. Yeah. I think maybe I am the, uh, you know, because I'm a simpleton. Well, you are that. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like the, the Michael Berryman. The hills have coffee. I like that. We'll let him have the bootastic. Uh, the packaging's more fleeker, I guess. Yeah, of the bootastic. I'm sure of it. She's still getting it done, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, she's got to be, what? In her sixties, we did this. Did this before? I think sixty-four. Yeah, we've discussed Elvira's age before. Yeah, yep. Yes, we have. What? And he brought up her real name. I forget what it is now. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, but she has actually been around. The character Elvira has been around forty years. Really? Yeah. So I mean, that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, still getting it done. Good for her. I can't believe we've done that before. Making a living. Yeah, well, on yeah. Elvira. Nice. It's not bad. For Forty years, not bad. So speaking of sin, I want to tell a small story. As you guys know, as the whole audience knows, I'm a pious man. She's seventy years old, by the way. Seventy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, I don't like to be preachy, but I'm a pious man. So I did something a couple weekends ago. I haven't done it in a long time, but I thoroughly enjoyed. I went. Two weekends ago, my my father and I went down to Bristol, Bristol, Tennessee, for the race down there, the night race, which is cool, right? I, I haven't watched really watched any racing for years. 
but went down this time. Always, always something we wanted to do. Me and Dad, so we went down, checked it out. If you don't know, Bristol is take forty-three cars, get them going one hundred and twenty miles an hour, and set them in Wrigley Field. That's what happens. This place is so small; it looks like a stadium, right? Right. And one hundred forty thousand people. There ain't no Rona in Tennessee anymore, so that's pretty good. And I'm still kicking, so I think that's probably true. So something off the bucket list. It was exciting to do it. Something I forgot. I guess I didn't forget, but maybe I've never seen it to this level, is the amount of corporate tie-in to everything that happens in NASCAR. But I had one that even took me off guard. And this might surprise you. It takes a lot to offend me. So they come out. They're going to start the pre-race ceremonies. They announce, get in your seat, exciting times. We're going to start the pre-race ceremonies in just a minute. So what the pre-race ceremonies are is the race is being sponsored by a supermarket chain. I think it's called Food City. I always want to say Food Lion, but it wasn't. It's Food City. And so they bring the owner, CEO, some dick from Food Lion. See, I just did Food City (laughs) out. And this dick talks for 15 minutes about how great Food City is and how they just signed a long-term sponsorship agreement with Bristol. And then he talked about every new store they're building or remodeling in the state of Tennessee. I want to shoot myself in the head. This thing's going on and on. So finally they usher him off, and he brings up employee of the year and this and this corporate dick. It, It was awful. So anyhow, they finally usher these guys off. They do driver introductions. They get ready to go. Well, one thing they still do in NASCAR that you'll see in no other sport and almost nowhere in America is before they do the national anthem and get things started, they do an invocation. They say a prayer. So they bring this decrepit old pastor out to read the prayer. And he starts it out as most what I assume most prayers sound like. And then he says something I'm paraphrasing here. But then, Lord, we want to thank you for Food City and for blessing the new long-term agreement between Bristol Motor Speedway and Food City and all the work Food City is doing to help neighborhoods around Tennessee and the surrounding area with beautiful, sparkling new stores. I'm thinking, this is a damn prayer! And Reverend, I couldn't believe Reverend, Reverend Jones's wallet just got a lot thicker. They did a commercial <laughs> in the middle of a prayer on national TV and live in front of 140,000 people. <laughs> and how many people batted an eye? Nobody even looked up. Wow. Now, the NASCAR crowd, by the time race starts, most of them are passed out anyhow. <laughs> so it, 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 I, I just, took me completely off guard. I, I just couldn't believe it. So I looked up a picture of Bristol Speedway, mm-hmm. and I thought you were being facetious with no. that. No, it's it, dinky. Three-fifths of a mile. Well, it brings to mind they were talking about uh, doing NASCAR at the Coliseum. I'm like, how the hell are you going to put a racetrack in the Coliseum? Then I saw that picture. Yeah, yeah that's how you do it. Yeah, really? Look at Bristol. Wow. Yeah, it, 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 that, that was cool once i got past you know the yeah. the commercial prayer it was you know they you, you just get them in there and within two or three laps they get all fanned out so it's just nose to tail i've gone to races at big track pocono michigan it, it's kind of i mean they're always just going in circles yeah. but at these big tracks it's here come the car so it goes boom and then they get so far away you can't see them yeah. or hear them, and so you wait for a minute, minute and a half, and then 
and you do that 500 times and it gets it starts to get old after a while even if you're really into it but but this was wild and just everywhere the noise the oh my god the noise of course i'm tough guy you know earplugs yeah i bought them halfway through the race because i mean (laughs) wow but uh so if you're ever in tennessee go to food city it's apparently been blessed by god so so check that well at least by reverend jones who has a fat wallet now (laughs) no no question buying steaks at food city (laughs) (laughs) Only the finest quality, yeah. God-blessed meat <laughs> at Food City. All right. Shall we pick some games? Well, I think we'd do that in the third segment. We got well, anything else we want to do I here? I have a wonderful story Well, let's, here, let's tell it's the story. It's got to be a dead body, right? No. Yeah. It's been two weeks and still no dead body. But even better, You're really. slipping. Now, everybody, I mean, it's been in the news forever. You know, what they call the fawn fire out in California. You know, it has burned... <laughs> No, I don't know. 8,577 acres. That's a lot. You're going to love this. Oh, and, I'm excited. Well, yes. Well, they actually have arrested an arson. Oh, so it, it was on purpose. Well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Any statement that starts with that, I like it. You know the some bullshit's about to come. Is is Alexandra... Sovereniva, something like that. I apologize for getting it wrong. But anyway, um, apparently had been hiking to Canada. Well, I got a lot of problems there. Got a long way to go. Yeah. Where did this start? Where are we at? Well, they're in California, you know, the Dawn Fire, okay? She's in California. She started, she's from Palo Alto, so I'm sure she started right around there somewhere. Okay, and she's going to hike to Canada? Well, that's what she says. Oh. On September 22nd was seen in the Mountain Gate community in Northern California, according according to a narrative written by a California fire officer. She was told she could not be on the property by quarry employee, employees, but kept walking anyway, oh, of course. The, the audacity to yeah. walk in a forest. Well, no, it was on a quarry property. Oh, they a said, quarry. Yeah, okay. you, you're not allowed here, but she didn't really care. Hippies she's don't hiking care. To, yeah. Canada. She's trying to go to Canada, that awful place. Well, after she walked around, she then became thirsty. It happens. And she found a puddle of water in a dry creek bed. But the water allegedly... Now, how how we know this, I don't know. Okay. But allegedly had bear urine in it. Wait, how does she know that? Bingo, I just said that. Oh. So she tried to filter the water with a tea bag, the officer said. Okay. Wouldn't that just be making bear piss tea? Okay. She said that didn't work. How she knows this, I don't know. <laughs> uh, apparently well, she, apparently she thought this, this yellowish-brown water was going to turn clear through a tea bag or something. I don't know. But anyway. She said it didn't work, so she attempted to make a fire to boil the water. That's smart. She stated it was too wet for the fire to start. Isn't that amazing? Bears are peeing 9,000 acres later. Okay. (laughs) She She said that she drank the water anyway and then continued walking uphill from the creek bed, the complaint read. Sovereign Neva got stuck in brush. Kind of like a doggy door here. What was that, her? <laughs> yep. What? Move. Kind of a oh, good yeah. egg for a hippie. Anyway, 
She got stuck in the brush and called the fire department. Okay. Okay? Well, that's convenient. Yeah. She was evaluated for dehydration and then questioned by California fire authorities when she allegedly told them she tried to light a fire. She was taken into custody. She was found with CO2 cartridges, a cigarette lighter, and a, in quotes, white item containing a green leafy substance. (laughs) It's 2021, and we can't say she had a joint. We have to say that. (laughs) She pleaded not guilty to arson charges, and it wasn't known if she has an attorney who could speak on her behalf. But anyway. The fire, the resting officer also said he believes there's a high possibility that she additionally started a separate vegetation fire the night before the farm fire broke out in the city of Shasta Lake. She could face up to nine years in prison. All right, so they're alleging she's doing this intentionally. I believe so. It has destroyed over 144 homes, 9,000 acres. Well, 144 homes and other structures, causing thousands of residents to be evacuated from the area. However, improving weather conditions and cooler temperatures have allowed fire crews to make progress over the weekend, containing containment to 35%. That ain't very much. It doesn't seem like it. Wow. But I, why? That I is bizarre. Did you happen to see what she listed her occupation as? Oh, this ought to be good. I did, but I it it escapes me now. A shaman. Yes, yes. What is a shaman? I see they talk about it on my ghost shows all the time, and I'm not sure I know what one is. You know, I still think. I still think you know for for a, a paltry sum of about fifty dollars, we can find some ghost finding equipment. Oh yeah, and, and we can have ourselves a ghost finding podcast. I'll be butt scared, but I'll do it. Shaman's like a medicine man. Oh, okay. it's a spiritual healer. I liked his way better. You said it all douchey. Hey, that's my job. Yeah, well. Did you ever hear Shaman's Blues or Shaman's Blues? Yes. Great song. I don't like when you do that. You just name a song, and if he's heard of it, you say, great song, and nod at me. Well, no, we say bad song sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. If it's a bad song. You know what else is a good song we talked about? Afternoon Delight is is a horrible song. Awful. Tie my pecker to my leg. Now, that's a good one by Mojo (laughs) Rawley. I would check that one out. All right, on that note, let's go sell us a couple sandwiches. I hope this sounds better. If not, get a uh, live read in your head. Yeah, we'll, really. We'll give it a shot. I'm not sure what happened there. We'll be back. Get the bookie on the line. We'll go back, come back and pick every NFL game right after this. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, The Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you're sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at chopshopbutler.com. Or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania. And tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. 
that worked out better that time. Yeah, I still don't know what like happened that. to Dead Sled, but that sounded good. Welcome back in Chaos and Disorder. Rick, it's time to pick some football games. Yes, indeed. And I'm, of course, killing you, as always. I, I mean, mean, I'm just lapping you. You know, the thing is, you are such a fable teller. That's not true. And that's speak, all you do. I speak I mean, only I destroyed the truth. You last I am. Week. I am a a, su- a, I a seer. You last a week. seer. A soothsayer. I'm all these things. Shaman. A shaman. Witch doctor. Witch doctor. Medicine man. Medicine man. Clairvoyant. Yeah. Not that douchey thing you said, though. I'm not one of the. What he say? Spiritual healer. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, not spiritual. that. And unless it's for Food City, then I, I will spiritually <laughs> heal them. Hey, before we get into picking games, I wanted to um, tell you where is it? Oh, here it is. Um, I'll make sure I get there. The Institute of Incomplete Studies um, came up with a um, study that six out of ten people hit it. No! <laughs> no! That was beautiful. Look, look, can stick? We don't do that here. What the hell? I oh. love it. That's the, good. That's good. That, 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 that's absurd. Since, since you won't do it, I... <laughs> yeah, really. We ought to just yeah. pull the plug on oh, your your shit's right over. Now. Your grumpiness is oh, just that, not welcome that, here anymore. That was oh, terrible. Oh, oh. <laughs> Merry now you're just hitting buttons. <laughs> All right, let's All get right. her down. Thursday so I can night, stomp you into the ground yet again. We all knew in the summer when the schedules came out, week four in the NFL was the game everyone wanted to see. Yeah, what will be the highest-rated game in the league? And it's here. Week four is finally here. And the NFL does it on Thursday night, Rick, as the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Cincinnati to take on your Bengals. If you like the Jags, you're getting seven and a half on the road. And it's not enough. It's just not. Look, they put they did put up a, a scrappy little showing against the Cardinals. They actually put up a, a few points. But that line is not good enough, even with James Robinson performing like he did. I got Bengals 31, Jags 21. Yeah, I think I'm not completely sold into the Jet or the the Bengals. I'll tell you what, they're playing better defense, better defense than I expected. Right. And I think that's the difference here. Trevor Lawrence is still feeling his way through. I don't think he's a complete disaster. He he's not what we saw in Justin Fields. Uh, Cincinnati's good enough on offense. You get T. Higgins back; they're almost really good. You know, Jamar Chase just catches a long touchdown every week. That's what he does. I agree. I just don't think it's enough. I think Trevor Lawrence is in trouble, turns it over a couple more times, and I'll, I'll take the Bengals here. We'll say uh, 28-18. There that sounds go. like a good score. All right, Rick, the Chiefs reeling in last place in the West. Uh, got an opportunity to get healthy here going over to that god-awful hellhole Philadelphia laying seven. Yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are – need to right the ship. They're one and two. They're at technically in last place in that division. They'll be two and two, and it won't be close. I have Chiefs 40, Eagles 23. How pathetic did what the Philadelphia the Eagles look last night? Seven. Okay. 
How pathetic did the Eagles yeah. look last night? It, it was bad. You know, and they had that one good game against that sorry, no-account loser franchise in Atlanta, and everybody wanted to crown them. And then this is two dog-crap performances in a row. That's who Philadelphia is. That's who we thought they were going into the season. Kansas City's got to have it. They're angry. I don't care if they're playing this game on the moon. Chiefs win this thing. This is a 41-19 to 19 type of game to me. I mean, it's not even close. All right, Rick, Tennessee, a lot of heavy road favorites here. Tennessee, eight-point favorites on the road at the Jets. Oh, and I think that's not enough either. Look, the Jets are playing – you know, a reasonably decent brand of defense, but they can't score anything. And and Tennessee can score. I have Tennessee 28, Jets 6. Yeah, I think Derrick Der- Henry getting going a little early this year. Yeah. Tannehill kind of needs a game. Started to get right last week after a tough, a tough first couple of games. Yeah, I, I think this is a blowout. I hate predicting blowouts, but, God, it seems like we've got a bunch of them all in a row here, and I got it again. Yeah, I, I got this thing 31-17. I mean, these games aren't even close to me. All right, Rick, here's a line you don't see very often in the National Football League. The Houston Texans getting 16 on the road in Buffalo. You know, it's absurd to give an NFL team 16 points, right? Yeah. But <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, I'm going to go Bills. I have the Bills, and I wrote the score down, not even knowing the line. I had Bills 37, Texans 17. Yeah, then, then you have it. Yeah, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I like the 34 number. I, I think that's where we end up. You know, God, but it's Davis Mills, right? I mean, Tyrod's not going to be back. You know, I wrote it down. I had 34, but I had 34-20, so that'd be an easy Bills win. But uh, I'm going to take Houston to cover. I just I can't lay 16. It's tough I to can't do, man. Do it, not in the NFL. All right, Rick, the Jets another another heavy heavy line. The Jets getting eight on the road in New Orleans, we or the Giants getting oh, eight on oh, the road Giant, in New Orleans. Yeah. One of them pathetic New York teams. How does that market not ever be able to put together a good football team? It, it's something. I tell you what. The, you don't know what to make of the Saints. We no. talk about that loss that they had against uh, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Show it, was just, it was just terrible. But, you know, that, that defense played so well this past week. I like the Saints here. I think it's going to be a decent enough competitive game. But I think the Saints cover. I have them 30-20. to 20. Yeah, the, this is my biggest problem here is I absolutely have no idea what, what to make of the Saints. Even that offense, right? It, it starts to feel like Saquon gets going, and then he slows down, and it starts. Jones starts to look like he's figuring it out, and then he craps the bed. Yeah, these are two teams for two very different reasons. I don't know what to make make of them. So, so you look at a score, a reasonable score. I think like a twenty-seven to twenty type of game, a twenty-seven to twenty-one. I really think it could be that. So I've obviously got the Saints winning this thing, but I'm going to take the Giants to cover. All right. I'm actually being bold on some of these. Hopefully it doesn't bite me too bad, but some of these amounts are tough to lay, man. Yeah, these are big, big numbers. Yeah. He spun to the microphone, looked bewildered, and spun back. I was trying to figure out where are the Saints playing this week? Are they back in the Superdome yet? I don't think it was till October. I don't know that, though. I wish we had a producer who could look something like that up. Yeah, I guess it will be. Yeah, Yeah. it will be first part of it. It says they're targeting week four. But it doesn't say where. If it's yet. a guarantee, yeah. yeah. 
Because huh. I just had that fire last week. <laughs> Let me try to get a new building down there. There's always Maybe. something awful happening yeah. to that Superdome. All right, Rick. This game, boy, you wouldn't think it would be interesting, but based on what we talked about earlier in the show, it could be Carolina getting four and a half over in Jerry World taking on the Cowboys. And again, I wrote these down without knowing the lines. Boy, I tell you what, I'd like to take one of these teams getting points, but I have the Cowboys winning 31-26. That would give them a win and a cover, barely. Yeah, um, I love that offense yeah. on Dallas. And I'm they a, don't seem to have hit it what they're capable man. of yet. I mean, you look at yesterday, that team put up, I know they had a defensive score. Boy, they, they put up over 40, and C.D. Yeah. Lamb did nothing. Right. I mean, they, they've got weapons. Dak Prescott is playing up to that contract and, and beyond. You Zeke know. and Pollard, wow. Yeah, yeah. Pollard, the way he's getting involved, that, that offense is scary. And that's where, with no Christian McCaffrey, you know, this, this becomes a Sam Darnold versus Dak Prescott. And, yeah, I just can't right. do it. So, I, I'm going to go ahead and lay the wood here. I'll go 33-24. I've got Dallas winning and covering. All right, Rick, the Browns, this line – Maybe shouldn't have surprised me, but did a little bit. But it was kind of one of those throwaway lines that the uh, doesn't even seem like Vegas knows what to do with it. The Browns laying two and a half point favorites on the road in Minnesota. Yeah, that is uh, that's tough to take. I have the Vikings winning this game outright, thirty four thirty three. So I got Vikings win and cover. Uh, look, they prove they can run without Dalvin Cook. And Kirk Cousins is playing some great football. Yeah, 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 I agree. This was, you know, it ain't an upset pick. I mean, like I said, I'm surprised by that line. I think Minnesota wins this one. They've got to keep pace in that division. I think this is the type of game you have to have. Cleveland's playing well, but even Chicago kind of hung with them for a while. I don't think – I think Cleveland's really good this year and probably still the favorite in that division. I don't know if they go on the road and win a game like this with a team playing like that. I think this is explosive. I think this is up and down. I'll take Minnesota here 31-30, so I'll give them the outright win. The thing about Cleveland is they they have those two dynamic running backs – but we haven't really seen them look. You know, Odell Beckham got hurt early on. Now Jarvis Landry's hurt. They haven't had those guys on there with the running backs. Right. You know, with that extra year just to see them click. You know, if they could just stay healthy, you know, it would be interesting to see just what they could do. But I don't still like Minnesota. All right, right. Here, here's another game of the century in the making right here is the Washington football team, one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the pathetic, worthless, sorry, no-account Atlanta Falcons. That have won a game. Well, yeah, they did that <laughs> against a team I predicted to cover against an actual football team. I that have the Washington football team winning and covering 1917. Yeah, this is this comes down to me again. It's always about the quarterbacks, right? But but Heineke, look, that kid, he's game, right? He's not he's not going to blow away. He's not going to win that job. He's not a 15-year starter in the NFL, but he's perfect in that role. He comes out and he finds a way. He's kind of fearless. He makes plays. He, he gets things done with his legs. And Matt Ryan looks done, just done. And, and you draft this tight end, number four overall, and you do everything, but, you know, use him for anything. It's it, the, the Atlanta offense is completely befuddling to me, and I don't get it. I think Washington goes in there and smacks the hell out of him. I'm going to take, take Washington here, 27, Atlanta, four. <laughs> and I don't know how they get to four. 
All right, Rick, the Colts two-point, getting two on the road in Miami. That's another throwaway line, two. Yeah, that's – look, I, I don't know what to make of the Colts, who, by the way, have just parted ways with Marlon Mack, so it would be interesting to see if somebody may pick him up uh, that's having a lame running game, you know, to try to kick the tires on him coming back from the Achilles last year. But, however, yeah, the Colts – yeah, they've got injuries. You know, T.Y. Hilton's hurt. The rest of the receivers are banged up a little bit. Wentz. Carson but, Wentz is only upset he doesn't have a third ankle to spring. Right, exactly. Um, I'm going Dolphins winning this game, but I'm going to have the Colts cover. I got a 22-21. Oh, wow. I think that offense, and this will be blasphemous to a lot of people, I think that offense is better with Jacoby Brissett than with Tua. I, I, I honestly do. do. Yeah, I do they, too. they look lost with Tua. I don't, I don't know. think it is delusional. I yeah. think he is just – he looks like he has command out there. Right. Where Tua looks more like deer in headlights yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett is a professional quarterback. Yeah. And he's not going to blow you away. He takes a lot of sacks, but, but he can run the ball a little bit when he has to. He can make all the throws. Yeah, this is one I'm not going to spend a lot of time watching. But, yeah, I think Miami finds a way here and gets this win. I'll, I'll say 24-20, so that that would be a win and a cover for Miami. All right. All right, Rick, the, the Lions, my God, getting – boy, this tells you how far Chicago's fallen. Detroit only getting two and a half on the road in Chicago. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if this is an upset or not, quite frankly, but I have the Lions winning this game. That, that Chicago offense – just doesn't have any gas in the tank at all to, to do anything. I'm, I'm going Lions 27, Bears 24. Yeah, yeah, you're looking for an upset special. Any other year, this would be one. It doesn't feel like an upset. No, it doesn't. Detroit's better than Chicago right now. You know, you know, I wonder against Stafford, that Chicago defense, they kind of fell apart late in that game against Cleveland. It's still a pretty good defense. Right. They don't know what they're doing at the quarterback position. Justin Fields is lost. They they don't want to go to Foles. Now that idiot Nagy's saying, you know, all three are in the mix. Maybe Dalton's back. So any one of the three could do it, which means he doesn't know yet, which tells you all you need to know. I think karma, the world, God almighty, owes Detroit one here. <laughs> and I think they get it here on the road. I'll, I'll take Detroit 30, Chicago 25. All right, Rick, this is one to look forward to. Yeah, I know which one you're going to. Yep. And a team I predicted in the preseason <laughs> to, to win that division and be you – know, take that next step forward as the Arizona Cardinals getting four and a half in LA taking on the Rams. Yeah. Nope. I was looking stuff up. So <laughs> good. You shouldn't be demanding him to do that. I, it's stuff just, anyway. yeah, just, you just want the simplest thing from our producer. <laughs> One thing. <Yay! laughs> I don't want a yay. Oh, what did you want? I wanted a boo oh, okay. because he's a blatant yay! lie. <laughs> You hated the Cardinals. I disagree. You said it on. <laughs> yes, exactly. But you know what? I love the Cardinals. I predicted them yeah, ride to win. my coattails yeah, again. Yeah. Shocker. Go back and listen to all the episodes of Chaos and Disorder. I would. And you'll they find stink. out who is the fable teller. And they're not Aesop fables either. There's no moral in your fables. I'm going for the Rams. I think this is going to be a great game, but I'm going to Rams this week, 34, Cardinals 31. I still think Cardinals take the division, but 
Rams playing good football. The Rams are a better football team right now. And and Kyler Murray, one thing, here's my concern with that. What was the spread? Four and a half. Cards. Getting. Getting, yeah. Yeah. Cardinals plus four and a half. The one thing with Kyler Murray, and we talked, I think we were talking about it, was it on one of the, I don't remember when we were talking about Brett Favre and kind of the gunslinger. Kyler Murray has some of that in him. In fact, he has no value for possession of the football. He'll throw it up in traffic. He'll he'll put it on the ground as he's, he's scrambling around. He'll go out, and that, that team can go three and out in 18 seconds. It's just that that's probably the next step. Maybe it never changes, and I hope it doesn't because he's probably the most exciting player Definitely. in the NFL right now. I think you're going up against defense that takes you away, defense that gets after the quarterback. Aaron Donald can match Kyler Murray's athleticism. I don't think this – I shouldn't say I don't think this is all that close, but I think this is a touchdown game. So this is a Rams win, a Rams cover. I'm looking 28-21, I I think, is there. I I think it's a fairly good game, but I don't think it's really tight. I think the Rams are in every way superior to the Cardinals right now. And we'll – find out that you're wrong again all right the team you picked to win the nfc west the seattle seahawks (laughs) are getting three on the road in san francisco and i'm not sure still what to make of san francisco yeah you watch a little bit of them and, and you like what you see but yet they still look shaky at times i'm going seahawks 24 49ers 22 seahawks I guess, quote-unquote, upset and cover. Yeah, yeah. I think this, this boils down to just this for me, only this. If I can get points with Russell Wilson, yeah, I'll, I'll take that almost every time, almost every time. So I'm going to take it here. I think this one's a little ugly, a little, a little scrappy, but I think in the end I'm going to go Seattle 24, San Francisco 20. All right, Rick. Your boys, the Steelers, your favorite football team, your favorite to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Can't believe I'm seeing this line, how the mighty have fallen. The Steelers are getting six and a half on the road in Lambeau. And quite frankly, I don't think that's nearly enough. I'm, I'm going Packers 31, Steelers 17. I, I just – this yeah. offense, Ben's done. The offensive line sucks. Najee Harris is a special player. And I hope they can fix this before it's too late for him. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you 100%. I think, yeah, this, this is a blowout. I don't know how. I don't know who's going to be back, what pieces are going to be back. Aaron Rodgers just has that magic. And I've seen nothing that makes me believe the Steelers' offense can generate even 20 points. And so, yeah, this, this is 31-19 Green Bay wins. All right, Rick, Baltimore Ravens on the road getting one. Baltimore Ravens plus one in Denver. That's, that's very surprising. I like both these teams – scrappiness i like denver's defense Eh, and i like what teddy bridgewater's doing however i like lamar just a little better i'm going ravens 19 broncos 18 yeah you know what nice (laughs) 
I agree. I think that's exactly <laughs> what it is. No, actually, no. I just <laughs> – no, I think Baltimore blows them out. I think, really? I think this is where Denver comes back to earth a little bit. You're riding that high off an absurd way to win a football game. That's a tough trip to make. That's a tough, tough trip to, to – or a tough game to play, a tough building to play it in. But ultimately, Baltimore's a lot more talented, especially on the – well, only on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm going to take Baltimore here, 27, Denver 17. All right, and this is the actual game everybody's waiting for. This might be the highest-rated football game in the history of time. Saturday night football, Tampa Bay, the golden boy, Tom Brady, heads back to New England. Tampa Bay laying seven on the road. And I don't even think it's going to be all that close. I I don't see any huggy-kissy, any reminiscing. This is just Tom Brady wants to go back and say – Show Belichick, I'm the guy. You know, it wasn't you. It was me. Right. 32-20 bucks. Yeah, and the bottom line is Tampa Bay is just a much better football team. Definitely. If you make this about Tom Brady versus Mac Jones, come on. Oh, yeah. Belichick could scheme. Did you see Belichick take him by the hand? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Taking him or by the wrist and taking him off the field. It's like. Man, I would not want to be in that guy's but, shoes. But you can't run the football on Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's playing well. Yes, you know, Belichick knows all of Brady's tendencies, but he's going to make those plays. I think two Tampa Bay covers this one. 31-23, I guess. I, I, wanted, I like 31-20, but I wouldn't, didn't want to take your score, so I'll go 30. I'll give them a junk field goal at the end. Any chance that this is just a flip-flop? And New England ends up winning. Like in any parallel universe, do you see it? it no. Okay. I, I just don't. Only because New England can't run the ball. So you're putting it all on the rookie quarterback. Maybe with a veteran quarterback not named Cam Newton, I could come up with a scenario where Belichick can scheme for him and defensively and take him away, and then the defense could win an ugly game, but I, I just don't see it. Would it be out of the realm of possibility for that more or a very low-scoring game where it ends up being like 10-3? The only – that could happen, and here's the only reason why, because everybody's going to be talking about this so incessantly and looking forward to this thing. That's the kind of game that ends up being a dud like that, right? Which just – Remember the New England-Los Angeles Super Bowl a few years ago. Oh, my God, this thing's going to end 51-50, to 50 and they couldn't get right. six by halftime. Right. But it's different when you're talking a Super Bowl in, in a week four game. Look, yeah, Belichick knows Brady's tendencies and vice versa, but, you know, let's face it, it's, it's Belichick versus Arians. Right. And, and it's Tom Brady versus Mac Jones. Yeah. And it's – the Tampa Bay Bucks against the New England defense. Now, now look, they're, they're a pretty good defense in their own right, but offensively it's not even close. I mean, you, you have Jacoby Myers or Chris Godwin. You have Leonard Fournette or one of the four guys named Mo running the, the ball right. for New England and so forth. I, I just don't – they don't have the guns to stay with them. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I think it's just that. All right, Monday night football, Rick, the Raiders, wow, looking good. And on my site with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo beside them, so that's fun. <laughs> Taking on the L.A. Chargers. If you like the Raiders, Rick, you're getting three and a half. You know, I like both these teams right now. They're ba- – Playing great football. Like I said, I wrote the score down without knowing the line. I had Chargers winning 
27-24. So it's actually a Charger win, Raider cover. Yeah, this is a field goal game. I, I had it 31-28. I think the Chargers win. I like Justin Herbert just a touch more. Just a touch more than Carr's Derek Carr. playing some good football. I like the way he's playing, but you always got Keenan Allen there. I think Austin Eckler's the difference right here yeah. when you look offensively. And I Josh think. Jacobs may not be playing. Right. Yeah, still, Probably not Still playing. banged up on that side. You can get Eckler involved in the passing game. I think it's razor-thin margin. The sort, certainly, Darren Waller could go out after that massive week one, two weeks in a row, kind of slowed if not completely shut down. He could come out there and be an X factor, but at the end of the day, I think Justin Herbert's the real deal. So I, I'm with you. I got the Chargers winning outright, but I'll take the Raiders to cover. This is a field goal game. I agree. All right, I'm a freaking exhausting. Me Can we too. shut this down. Yeah, let's that, do it. That was a hell of a show. Now here comes Mitch with the vacuum cleaner. We're not going to oh. be able to broadcast anyway. Uh, so. All right. So. Yeah. <laughs> and when Mitch says it's done, <laughs> it's over. It's done. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. Back from suspension, thankfully. Hopefully we can keep ourselves unsuspended here for a little while. Don't forget to check out Thursday night over at AsylumFantasySports.com. You can find the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show. Answer the mailbag, all your fantasy questions you want answered. And, of course, check out the show at Chaos and Disorder on the tweeters, Chaos and Disorder Pod on Facebook, AsylumFantasySports.com, I just mentioned. And if you want to be part of next week's show, Old Farts, Young Tarts at Hotmail.com. Until next time, we'll see you. Or try Chaos and Disorder Pod at Gmail.com. Take care. I don't think that's a real email. You're not a real broadcaster. The and, talent. And rival lovers on Bandcamp. Oh, yeah, you forgot the Bandcamp bit at the top of the show. I, I mentioned rival lovers, but you didn't mention Bandcamp. It's our bit. Hasta luego. Bye, horse.